Oh, God. I don't know how long I was out for or what exactly happened, but the next thing I remembered was waking up in a hospital bed with a, a terrible migraine and aches and pains in places I didn't even realize I had. When I opened my eyes, the overhead fluorescent lights did nothing but aggravate my head more. I tried to shield it from penetrating my skull, but I had a difficult time moving my arm due to the IV and all the monitors attached to me. I, at the very least, I tried to sit up, but I just I couldn't bring myself to do so. The second I made any movement larger than blinking, my entire body revolted against me. Not to mention the fact that as soon as I started moving, a nurse came over to try to put me at ease. Good morning, Mr. Barker. What happened? Just hang on a second, and I'll get the doctor for you. She checked some of my vital signs before scurrying off, leaving me alone to curse whoever the hell thought fluorescent lighting over every hospital bed ever was a good idea. Just when I thought nothing else could be worse than the glow of those goddamn lights, the doctor came in. Good morning. I'm Dr. Marsh, and I'll be checking you out today. How are we feeling? Bumps? Bruises? Pains? Ugh, like I was run over by a truck. Well, that would explain a lot, but you have significantly more mobility and consciousness than a victim of truck trauma. So let me guess. You don't know what happened, do you? I have no idea. How did I get here, then? Well, you were brought in late last night around 3 a.m. when Mr. Sanderson found you in the middle of the road, lying next to what we can only assume was your car. You know, it was raining a lot last night. You weren't doing any rain dancers or rituals out there, were you? What? Ah, uh, never mind, never mind. So, what do you remember about last night? Honestly, not much. The rain, but the rest of it's a blur. Obviously that wasn't true, but I wasn't even sure what happened yet, so I opted to keep that to myself. For now, at least. Then let's check you out. Vitals look good. How about this? Does this hurt? Ow, yes. How about this? Yes, ow. <laughs> and this? Okay, yes, quit it. Uh, I'm just making sure, just making sure. Don't want you walking out of here with any major issues. Can you just tone it down a little bit, Doc? My head is killing me. You bet. Now, you just seem to be banged up a little bit. No major problems, no breaks, but maybe just maybe a slight concussion, which is causing that head pain. But your x-rays came back clear, and once you're feeling up to it, I think we can let you ramble on out of here. Uh, all right, great. Let, let's do that. Where, where's my stuff? Whoa, slow down there, little buddy. Now, your car, which is apparently mostly fine, was towed to the compound, but regardless, you really shouldn't be driving anywheres right about now. Just in case, do you have someone who can do a little pixie-upsy? Place you can stay? I can I can call my parents. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't mind picking me up. Well, here's the rub on that one. Uh, when you came in, we got your identification from your wallet. Now, don't worry, we didn't take your credit cards or go through your personal stuff, but we got your name and uh, gave your parents, let's see here, Mason and Olivia Barker, right? Yeah, we gave them a call. Now, I'm not one to get into anyone's family business, but... There's no way they'll be picking you up anytime soon. What? What do you What do you mean? Did you talk to them? I don't know what you did to make them so mad, but your dad pretty adamantly claimed he didn't even have a son. I wasn't too surprised by this. Since I moved away, I've been in more arguments with my parents than when I lived there full time. It literally could have been any number of things as to why they were mad at me now. But y you spoke to them. You you actually talked to them on the phone. Well, I can't account for your mom, but I did talk to your dad for quite some time before he hung up on me. So, they were okay. Which was good to know. It was kind of a relief, especially after spending the last few days trying to reach them and only getting that creepy voice on the other end of the phone. 
Anyone else you can call? No, not really, but that's fine. I can call a cab. Okay, great. Well, let me just finish up this paperwork and we'll send you on your way. Oh, nurse! Can you bring uh, Mr. Barker his things? The nurse came back in, holding a small bucket of my belongings. She checked them off a list as she handed them back to me. Wallet, keys, cell phone, envelope, pocket change. Thank you. Oh, uh, hey, can you wait a second? Something missing? No, it's all here. It's just this envelope isn't mine. It was with your other items when you came in. It's definitely not mine. I don't even recognize the handwriting on it. I turned it over to show them. My name was written across the front, but in this beautiful cursive that I never would have been able to do, even on my best day. Uh, I'm sure it is. No one's running around putting envelopes with beautifully written names on them in people's pockets, Mr. Barker. Trust me, I know. I'm a doctor. That is definitely yours. But it's... Okay, never mind. I'll just take it. Perfect, perfect. Now, let's get you out of here. It wasn't long after that that I made my exit. I signed some paperwork, made sure my insurance information was correct, and the ink was barely dry and all that before I was out the door. Dr. Marsh was nice enough to call me a cab and even insisted on taking me out to it in a wheelchair. Thanks. Keep the change. Despite what he said, I had the cab take me to my parents' house anyway. I didn't want to spend the cash in a hotel room unless I absolutely needed to, so I decided to try my luck and apologize so I can crash my old room, while also trying to figure out what the hell was going on with those whispers. The house hadn't changed much since I seen it five years ago, right down to the chip paint on the upper level. My dad always said he'd get around to fixing it, but I guess he never did. Hopefully whatever it was they were mad about, it wasn't too serious. But when my dad opened the door, I wasn't so sure. Can I help you? Very funny, Dad. It hasn't been that long. Excuse me? Look, whatever it is, I'm sorry, okay? It's just that something weird happened, and I just had to come home to see you guys. I I tried calling, but... Do I know you? Really, Dad, come on. This isn't funny. I'm I'm not your father, mister. I've never seen you before in my life. Is this about that phone call from the hospital I got last night? Dad, really, where's Mom? Can I talk to her? Excuse me, what did you say? My mother? Your wife, Olivia? Come on, there's no way that she agreed to you doing this. Don't you dare talk about my wife, you hear me? Oh, hey, Dad, Dad, calm down. It's not funny to come here and mess with an old man's heart. You and everyone else in this damn town knows that my wife has been missing for months. Wait, what? Mom? Mom's missing? Don't you dare come here and pretend it's some game. Pretending to be my son? I don't have a son. Wait, Dad, what the hell is going on here? Get out of here. Leave me alone before I call the police on you. Dad, seriously, what's going on? Where's Mom? I said get. Get out of here before I... My dad stopped mid-sentence. His entire body became rigid and his eyes darkened to this soulless black color. But the worst part was what came out of his mouth next. It was that voice. That goddamn voice coming out of my father's mouth. Dad? Your father is not here, Jonathan. We are all that remain for now. I swear, if you hurt him, I'll find you. I'll hurt you in whatever the hell you are. This is not where you should be. This is not home. Not home? I'm literally standing in front of my house. What the hell do you want from me? I am home! Leave this place and return I didn't know what it was asking me to do, but it seemed like I had no choice. Before I can ask any more questions, my dad's body began to loosen up and the color came back to his eyes. 
before I call the police. What? D Dad? Are you okay? I said get out of here before I call the police. Get! Be gone! While he could have been a statue a minute ago, the anger that was there earlier returned in a flash. Whatever inhabited him a moment ago was gone, and my father, despite not knowing who I was, was back. I slowly backed away from the stoop, not wanting to cause any more trouble. Keep going, and don't let me see you around here again! Got it? I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your wife, sir. I'm really sorry for the confusion. I walked away, his gaze not leaving me until I was off the property and around the corner. I had no idea what was happening. My dad didn't remember me, my mother was apparently missing, and I had returned home, just like the boys had asked me to, but apparently my opinion of what home was greatly differed from theirs. I was at a complete loss. As I wandered the streets, I realized I only had one person I can turn to. The one person I can always count on when things got tough. The person who was always on my side, the, the one I could trust the most. I had to find my best friend. I had to find Buddy Nutters. Return Home, Episode 1, Home at Last. You just listened to Part 2 of 5. It was written by Jeff Heimbuck and produced by Andy Taylor and Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Taylor Thorne, Andy Taylor, Russell Eaton, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast and on Twitter at returnhomeshow. Questions? Comments? Mom missing and dad doesn't remember who you are? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>